Welcome to the Cleaning for Profit podcast, the podcast that helps you get started in your own cleaning business. For more information on starting your own cleaning business, visit cleaningforprofit.com. Hi there, my name is Tom Watson, and I will be walking you through this episode. Today's episode is titled, 10 Rookie Sales Mistakes. When you're just starting out in the cleaning business, you're going to make some mistakes. There's nothing really wrong with that, because that's the only way to learn most of the time. As in life business is a lot of trial and error. You learn from your mistakes and you make adjustments along the way. That's all you're really doing. I know that I've made more mistakes than just about anybody I know. Yet despite all those mistakes, I'm still standing, I'm still in business, and I'm probably better off than I would have I been otherwise. With that said, some mistakes can be avoided altogether by just following in the footsteps of someone who already walked the path that you're just starting out on. In other words, why learn from your own mistakes when you can learn from mine? I want you to know that I've made just about every mistake you could make when running a cleaning business. Yet I'm still here, fortunately. Now, I've gotten a lot better over the years and I've learned from my mistakes. With that said, I still regress from time to time and short-circuit a deal every now and again. But then again, who doesn't? My point here is to clue you in on what mistakes can hurt your bottom line. Knowing what the common mistakes are should help you from making them. I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to stop you from making them because it's kind of a lot to digest at at times when you've got to think on your feet when you're out doing a lot of uh, bids and sales calls and meeting with customers. But with that said, you'll get better over time. And you're even going to get better faster after listening to these 10 mistakes that I made. So let's get the process started. You're going to get more cleaning accounts and have happier customers by not making all these silly mistakes that I did when I started. Number one on the list, not listening. This is uh, this is a big one. Listening is a two-step process. Now, I was good at one step, but I didn't get the second part of the step, unfortunately. You not only have to listen to what your customer is asking for. That's kind of the easy part. You also have to look past that to find out what they need. That's the part that comes with a little bit of experience. Many times you're tempted to just sing the praises of your service without really hearing what the customer wants. You cannot convert the prospect if you don't know what they want. Listen to them. Identify that need, because there's always going to be a need. That's why you're there. Then fill the need. That's all you're doing. And you'll be amazed at how much they tell you when you first show up. Just open your ears and try to be a sponge. They're going to tell you why you're there, what happened to the last cleaning company, more than likely. Uh, you know, some people will play coy, you know, and they're going to try to tell you as little as possible for some reason. But uh, you know, on the whole, if you listen, you're going to learn a lot. Number two, overselling. A never-ending sales pitch leaves your potential cleaning clients with no room to make a decision. There's a fine line between being a good salesman and being pushy and obnoxious. In other words, know when to stop. And and really, you know, I, I would argue you, you shouldn't even really be selling too much when you're out there. You're uh, educating and uh, you're trying to, like I said earlier, fill a need. But there is a little bit of sales in there. Don't don't get me wrong. Number three, being unprepared. When you're discussing your cleaning services, whether that be 
you know, on location, over the phone, or wherever it is, face to face, however it is, you got to be able to answer their questions. So you want to be as prepared as possible. Uh, it, you know, this even means, you know, when you're out prospecting for business, you always want to know your stuff as much as possible. And it'll be a little hard in the beginning because you don't have a lot of experience to draw upon. But do the best you can and just keep learning every step of the way. And you're going to build up a nice uh, foundation of knowledge over time. So just try to be aware of that, that you, you want to try to learn as much as you can so that you're prepared for anything they ask you. Next, number four, moving straight to the sale. This is another one that, you know, I got better at over time. In virtually any type of business, you have to establish a relationship before ever making a sale. Even like on the internet, you when you surf around, you, 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 you land on landing pages that they, they kind of tell you about a product. They're not just saying, here, here go buy it. Here's the buy button. You know, they, they educate you about it for a couple pages, and then they push you towards the sales button. And that's what you got to do when, you, when you're selling your cleaning services. You're educating and talking and listening and seeing what they need. And then going to the sale is really near the end of the process. Number five, not closing the sale. This is the dirty underside to the mistake we just talked about. Once you've once you've provided your potential customer with all the information they need, you got to ask them for their business. It may seem a little unnecessary, uh, but asking for their business can be the nudge that they need to make a decision and choose you. You got to let them know. And uh, I know some people feel uncomfortable with that, but you know you're going to have to get over it. Just ask for their business. Say, hey, I'd really love to have your business. You know, the more sincere you can be, you know, and heartfelt, uh, the better off you're going to be. Number six, rambling on and on. I was uh, particularly guilty of this sometimes, uh, almost like I was afraid of silence. But uh, sometimes you're tempted to go overboard in your quest for a quote-unquote relationship, and you create way too much small talk. Now, there's a fine line in doing this. While you do want to build a relationship and make your potential customer feel comfortable, the goal is to make a sale, okay? That's all. Too much talking, and th sometimes the conversation veers into topics that are better left out of business talk. So just try to stay on topic as much as possible. You're going to veer off every now and then and talk about whatever you have to, but uh, don't veer off the tracks too much into a uh, funky territory because, uh, then it's easy to offend somebody somehow. Number seven, not performing any homework. This isn't um, something that you're going to be able to do all the time, but when you're trying to offer services to a specific client at a meeting or whatever, you know, cause a lot of times you don't know these people from Adam. Okay, you you want to try to do your best to figure out what they're all about. Dig in, do a little research, maybe online on the company website. A lot of times, you know, if they have their own bios, you can kind of read what they wrote about themselves, and that'll clue you in to kind of how they are. You can learn a lot about uh, people by reading what they wrote about themselves sometimes. It's not always going to be available to you, but if, if it is, it would be in your best interest to, to learn a little bit about them. The more you know, the better off you'll be. Number eight, judging books by their covers. Uh, 
This is a this is a big one. Many people routinely miss sales because they prejudge their customers. You have to go into every sales opportunity with an open mind and leave any preconceived notions at the front door. And also, don't let any negative experiences from the past stand in the way of making a sale today. One story that always stuck out with me about judging books by their covers is a buddy of mine. Uh, his dad was a builder. Very ridiculously successful. But he was also a farmer. He loved the farm. He had some land. He'd go out in the field with his tractor. Well, one day after going in the field with his tractor, he decided to go to the car dealer to go get a car. Well, you know, he didn't really look like a candidate to go buy a really fancy car, which is where he was looking for cars, so everybody blew him off, except one guy. And that one guy got the sale, because everybody else prejudged him. He, you know, he looked like he didn't belong, so nobody bothered with him. And they missed out on a giant sale, because uh, they judged the book by the cover. And, uh... Don't don't be that person, okay? Uh, treat everybody the same. Uh, here's another one. Number nine, failure to follow up on past leads. Just because somebody doesn't buy right away doesn't mean they're never going to buy, okay? If they requested information from you in the past, you know, there's a chance they could still do business with you down the road, okay? And you also have to keep in mind, you know, sometimes people are doing advanced homework, okay? I do this a lot. Uh, I'll inquire about services maybe a couple months or six months before I'm even going to do it because I just want to do my homework. And the people that treat me well during that homework phase are the people I'm going to remember when I actually go buy whatever I'm buying. So keep that in mind. Uh, follow up on the people who didn't buy and keep in touch with them every now and then because, you know, maybe they'll do business with you down the road. You don't know. Uh, and it's just good business to follow up. Number 10, not prospecting for any new customers. I, I got myself in a little trouble this way a while back. Even when you have plenty of cleaning customers and you're making tons of money, you still have to devote time to looking for even more customers, okay? Because you can't survive without new customers. That's just the bottom line in the cleaning business. You're going to have turnover, whether you like it or not. Um, even when you're holding up your end of the bargain and you're doing everything perfect and you know the, the account's clean, sometimes you're going to get the axe. And it happens for a lot of different reasons. Sometimes new management comes in and they got their own team, okay? And they don't care how good you are. It just doesn't matter to them. They have a relationship with somebody else, they're loyal, and they're going to go with them. And you're, you're the odd person out. Uh, sometimes companies go out of business, too. You know, you know I've had some good accounts where the people just... <laughs> All of a sudden, they, I guess, ran out of enough money to continue doing business, and they shut the doors, and boom, your, your really nice account just vanished into thin air. Um, and sometimes there's cost-cutting reasons. You know, um, businesses hit, hit hard times, or new management comes in, and they don't value the cleaning company as much as the last management company did, and uh, they they want to cut back, and uh, you know they either cut back on what they're paying you or they go with another company. So it's just something you have to be aware of. So you you never can stand put. You got to always be looking for new business. Okay? Don't stop. Because what happens is everything's going fine and then you lose four really good accounts in 60 days. And you didn't even do anything wrong. And now you're making, you know, $10,000 a month less and you're like, "Wow, what just happened?" <laughs> you know? And uh don't let that happen to you, because I had it happen to me early on, and uh, 
I learned my lesson, and for that reason, I never stop prospecting now. I'm always looking. Uh, well, there you have it. Ten useful tips that should save you a lot of grief that I put myself through. You may find it hard to believe, but most of you guys are probably farther along than I was when I was starting out because I was as green as they come. I didn't I didn't have any experience with anything. I, I couldn't even manage myself when I started this cleaning business. I had no management experience. So uh, if I can do this business, you guys certainly can, you guys and girls. This is not rocket science. Uh, start slow, and you'll be fine. If you make any mistakes, they're going to be little mistakes because you're starting small. That's all you got to do. And uh, don't let anybody else tell you you can't do it because you can. If I can do it, you can do it. So uh, that wraps up this episode of uh, 10 Rookie Sales Mistakes. I hope you found it interesting, and thanks for listening. Be sure to check back next week for our next episode. For more information on how to start your own cleaning business, I encourage you to visit my blog at cleaningforprofit.com. Just click on the blog section for my latest posts. Should you have any questions or comments, you guys can always write in, uh, go to the website, and just get in touch with me. Uh, and if you have any, any, you know, suggestions for future podcasts, anything you want to hear, let me know, and uh, I'll put one together for you. So I look forward to hearing from those of you who touch base, and I'll talk to the rest of you next week. Thanks again for tuning in.